the first warning that something was wrong was hearing the fire alarm in the building next to me going off with no one turning it off. I was busy eating my lunch and saying to myself, well, someone will just turn it off in a minute. Nah, I'll just keep eating my lunch. The second warning came when I heard fire engines coming down the street. Now I'm wondering if something is more than just the fire alarm going off. Is there a fire? Is there a problem next door? Well, I'm still eating my lunch. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on, but I'm hungry. The third warning came when I finally got up from lunch, opened the front door, and saw not only the firemen at the building next door, but also saw the police ushering people from the side of the street that I was on, the same side where the fire was happening, ushering people across the street so that they were out of the way and safe. What I did was grab my keys because they were the closest item to me and just went across the street, closed the door, went across the street with everyone else. And while I watched this fire burn at the building next door, I said to myself, do I have enough insurance? What is going to happen to my building? What if something happens? I have nothing in my hands except my keys. If something does happen to my building with all of my products, all of my gift basket inventory in that building, am I truly covered for any fire damage, any water damage? What is going to happen? And in a matter of maybe about 20 minutes, you never know how long it is, watching this fire burn, watching the firemen hose the building, and, and watching the building not crumble, but certainly be damaged to the point where no one could work in the building for about nine months, I was, of course, very thankful. And I realized that I needed to check everything about my insurance for not only my business, but for myself. So while I was thankful for being uh, out of the fray, even though the building next to me had burned quite badly, that really was a wake-up call so that I, I committed to making sure that my business insurance was up to date and covered everything it needed to cover. And if you feel like you might be in the same situation at some point in your life, because if you have buildings around you, it could happen to you. So let's talk about insurance, business insurance, whether you are in a home office or you're in a commercial space or another type of space with gift basket inventory, you want to make sure that what you have invested in, those assets are going to be covered. Let's talk about the different types of coverage that you might look into and ensure that, again, what what you have is going to be safe in the facility that you have it in. Stay tuned. Welcome to Gift Basket Business, where we discuss the ideas, triumphs, and challenges aspiring entrepreneurs and seasoned designers face in the gift basket world. I'm Shirley George Frazier, your host and author of How to Start a Home-Based Gift Basket Business, and I'm Chief Basketologist at giftbasketbusiness.com. Insurance is not a glamorous topic. We love to talk about gift baskets, how to make them, how to sell them, all the aspects of the fun parts of gift baskets. However, even though insurance is not glamorous, it's certainly not glamorous to watch 
everything that you've purchased, all the assets that you have for your business burn or be in a, uh, not only a fire, but maybe a water damage situation. And I have had designer clients who have been in that particular situation. You not only hear about certain things that happen around the world, things such as uh, different areas being on fire or in a mass fire, or maybe there's a flood or maybe there's a tornado or any kind of, of situation like that. So because we know certain details happen in the atmosphere, it's simply smart that you protect your products against any type of fire and theft, anything that might happen. Anything such as a client who insists on picking up their basket at your location, something can happen. They can trip on one of your stairs. Uh, something else could happen to that client or that person who's picking it up. You could get a telephone call that notifies you that a recipient is in the hospital because they ate something in the gift basket that you put together. And even though you didn't touch any of the products, you didn't package anything, still you could be called um, and have to handle that situation. If you don't have insurance, then you may go through some changes that you don't want to go through. Or perhaps the courier that delivered your gift basket, that person who did that, maybe they gave it to a teenager and, and there was a bottle of wine or there was something else in the gift basket that wasn't good for a teenager to eat or ingest. And even though that's a good client that receive the gift, that good client is not going to care about being a good client if their son or daughter gets sick from something that's in the gift basket that they shouldn't have had, but they did. So liabilities do surround every business and you have to make it your responsibility because it is. You have to make sure that you are protected against any kind of circumstance that, that ends the comfortable lifestyle that you are building for yourself. While I'm not an attorney or a, a person who, um, who has insurance to, uh, to write for the gift basket industry, I'm just giving you as a lay person, as a person who's been in the industry for many years, just giving you some, uh, just some basic facts about being insured so that when you go to an insurer, you have some kind of detail to go by along with whatever that insurer shares with you. So let's go over some, some reasons, uh, or it's really not some reasons, but some areas of insurance that you are to, to watch for. First of all, if you are a store owner, you will have to have insurance. You know this because the owner of the building is going to require you to have insurance. So when you are in a store, that's going to require a different kind of insurance that I might be talking about, but some of the similarities will still be there because of the kinds of products that you have in your shop. You are going to need insurance that covers things such as bodily injury or property damage. I just mentioned that if a person is tripping on a stair, that uh, a stair that has to is that is on your property, then that person may bring a lawsuit against you, even though it was them who tripped. Maybe there was a stone that was out of place or something like that. There is also, I think I mentioned property damage, but there's bodily injury, there's property damage, there's medical coverage that you need insurance against. 
There's errors and omissions as well. Errors and omissions probably covers, and I say probably because you'll be talking to the insurer, errors and omissions covers information that you didn't share on your website or in your printed materials that talks about how a product has uh, peanuts or anything like that that might have uh, an allergic reaction for the person who eats the product. There are just a multitude of lawsuits that might come against you if you do not have insurance. When I bought my first insurance package, I went to I first went to my homeowner's uh, my homeowner's policy because my company happened to be at home and I wanted to see first if there was any insurance that I was also I was already covered through because I was at home. But I learned that I didn't have any insurance coverage. It was just for the household and the property within the home. So I had to reach out to another company just to find out what type of insurance I needed for a home-based business. And at the time, the insurance was called, and it still might be called, crafter's insurance. Insurance for a home-based business that happens to make gift baskets might still be under the name crafter's insurance. So go by that to just give the agent some kind of uh, some kind of information that might help them lead you to the kinds of insurance that you need. And when I bought this policy many years ago, the first one, I remember that my insurance included $1 million of product liability protection. That meant that if somebody had choked on a peanut or something like that, or broke a tooth, that covered the product liability uh, pro- part of my um, of my package. I had a $30,000 property liability. So again, we're going toward a person who is tripping on a a stone or or something like that. They're not picking up their feet. But that's not the only reason that you need property liability coverage. That's just one example. And the insurance also had $10,000 of coverage for off-site situations. So if I had a, if I was part of an event at a trade show or at a fair, if I was in some kind of fair that was on the street, that $10,000 covered the offsite coverage. So that if, so for example, if I had a tent that was above my, my display and that tent happened to come dislodged and flew through the air, which tents can do, you know, when the, uh, when the air has picked up, when the wind is picked up, then if the tent damaged something that was not mine, a car or a person even, then that $10,000 was part of the coverage that I had. So that just gives you an idea of what you might be asking about or looking for, or when you look at a policy, you would see those types of coverage. And certainly today, depending on where you are in the world, you may find that you need coverage for other for other aspects of your business because of your location. So you want to check all of that out. Some protection that I encourage you to do, whether you have insurance right now or not, is to take time from your business. It's going to be important. It could be done in the at the beginning of the day, end of the day. Take photographs of everything that is within your business, all the assets, all of the equipment, 
all of the supplies, all of the storage containers that you have, all of the products that you have, all of the the research materials, all of your educational materials, you are going to need photographs for to prove anything that you need to prove regarding your property, just in case there's any fire or theft or any kind of uh, water damage or anything like that. That kind, that tip comes from my husband having a theft of his car. He had a lot of tools in his trunk and someone saw the tools and overnight his car was stolen. And when we retrieved the car, all the tools were gone because I think we all know that men do like tools. It's not like women don't like tools, but men really like tools. They're expensive. So all the tools were gone. And at the time we were in an apartment and we had apartment, we had renter's insurance and we went to the renter's insurance agent and told the person that there was a theft, all the tools were gone and we wanted to put in a claim. And the agent of course said, well, where's your proof? Where are your pictures? Where are your receipts? <laughs> Things like that. And we had nothing. So there was no, we could not put in a claim because we had no proof of anything being taken. So your proof of anything being harmed in your business would be photographs. It, it's going to take some days, sometimes some weeks to take all the photographs that you need to take. But if you don't take the photographs, you could easily say, well, I had two shrink wrap machines and I had this and that, and you have no proof. Hopefully you are keeping all of your receipts. I have all of my receipts as part of my monthly bank reconciliations because when I have a, and hopefully you do have a business account, a business checking account, when that reconciliation, when that monthly statement comes in, then you're proving all of the information that the bank has sent you. So with that, I always make sure that the receipts for the month, for that particular month, are stapled to the reconciliation statement. And that's where my receipts are kept. You might keep yours somewhere else, but at least you will have that. If you need to scan those receipts because you don't want to keep all that paperwork, then that's what you're going to do regarding any receipts for all the inventory you've purchased and the supplies and such. But you're going to need that proof as well because, again, you could tell an agent anything. Um, I, unfortunately, in this world, a, an insurance company wants to, of course, keep as much money as they can and uh, not give as much out. I think that we, we can all agree with that. Whether we work for an insurance agent or not, uh, or insurance company or not, one of the temporary companies that I used to work for when I was between working full-time and working for myself was an insurance company. And I remember very vividly <laughs> um, hearing one of the top uh, people in the company on the phone, and I wasn't eavesdropping, I happened to be doing secretarial work for him. I remember hearing him say something to the effect of, um, when he gets better, then we can insure him. They're not insuring anything <laughs> that that is sickly or um, or any kinds of reasons why they're going to have to pay out on insurance. So you're going to have to have as much proof as possible 
for uh, any kind of claim that you have. And hopefully you'll have no claim, but at least with photographs and um, having insurance itself, it's going to make sure that like me um, or unlike me, you will know where your information is that you are covered for any kind of problem that might happen in your facility, next to your facility, or wherever else. There are companies that specialize in the type of insurance that we need that is called crafter's insurance. And again, it might not be called that specifically, but that's the general umbrella that it's under. And if you're not sure if you're, first of all, if you're not sure that your homeowners or your rental insurance, your renter's insurance does cover you, then you would go to an outside company. And if you're having trouble finding it, then give me a, you know, you can talk to me for about five minutes. I'm going to put my link in the show notes so that you can get in touch with me quickly so that you can take care of your, your insurance needs quite efficiently. And while I don't, uh, while I know these companies that can insure you do, uh, they exist, it's going to be for you to make sure that it's the kind of insurance that is going to be most protective of the items that you have for your gift basket business. Insurance may not be as glamorous as making gift baskets, but it certainly is um, an item, a service that we need to ensure that All the assets that we have purchased are protected. Well, that is it for this edition of Gift Basket Business. Thank you so much for joining me for this talk about insurance, why it's needed, what you need to cover yourself, and how to proceed to get it. Now, next week, we'll talk about another very important area in the gift basket world. And I do encourage you to rate this podcast through your favorite listening device. Let me know about the topics that are helping you to learn, grow, and profit. I'm Shirley George Frazier wishing you baskets of success.